Just like that jolt of caffeine you need just to tolerate the world around you. It's the Queer Centric with your host, Queer Lee Johnny. Hello, hello, everyone. It is another amazing episode of The Queer Centric. We've been talking about this show for a little bit now. People are very excited. I think we all, I think the world right now just needs uh, caring people. That's what I'm thinking because everybody was excited. We're going to talk a lot about mom hugs with uh, the mom brigade that is in a studio with me right now. But before we get to that, I just have to point out something. I'll be putting up pictures, but. The Curter is on the boards today because Daniel is not in the studio, and he had he brought a little friend, and I love that. So little Olive is with you. We're gonna you should do like a walk by, just do it. Maybe walk creepily behind our mob brigade so this camera can get you. But this little baby, I'm sorry, me and animals, I can't. It makes me want to go home and get my dog. I love it. And this little baby has a brother who had to go have a procedure, which is why she's hanging out with her dad over there. And uh, her her brother probably will never make it in the studio because he will eat all of us. <laughs> he's, he's a very feisty little boy. He's a little velociraptor. I once brought my dog to Kurt's house, and uh, that guy would sneak. He would sneak behind me on the couch and then try to take my, my dog out around. I mean, he's good. He could go to war. <laughs> like he's a soldier okay pardon me why my contact flips out of my eye anyways so very excited remember uh we just want to remind you to always be checking we like to promote spokane and things to do in the area and uh so we want to continue to do that please go to uh spokanebroadway.com so you can see any of the broadway shows that are coming through because tina turner story is heading our way and who doesn't like to see that i saw her live years ago uh, there's nothing better than this. I saw her with Cindy Lauper. That was how gay I was. Uh, and still am. Uh, but it was absolutely amazing. But so remember to check uh, the Bing Theater. You want to check uh, the Fox Theater. You want to check, of course, Broadway, Spokane. Uh, Lucky, Lucky You Lounge is one of my new favorite places. Check that. Uh, always go out there. It looks like I'm crying. That's how happy I am that you guys are here. All of a sudden, my content, I'm crying. This, listen, it's a special show. This is a very special episode of, of Blossom. So, without further ado, what I want to do is say thank you and welcome all three of you making a trek to come to the Queer Centric. So, hopefully, uh, you'll have a good time. You can let me know after. <laughs> but, yeah, but you can fake it during. But before we begin the Mom Brigade, I would love to go, each one, I'd like you to just say who you are, uh, what your name is. You can share first and last, just first, whatever you're comfortable with, and uh, why... You're part of the this accepting moms because not all of all of us are that lucky. So I would like to just a little snippet of your story. We're going to get into it more a little later. So uh, whoever wants to start, you are welcome. Uh, I'll start. Uh, my name's Shree Beckett. Um, I I guess I'm part of this mom brigade because I have two queer kids, oh. and um, you know it's it's been educational and it's been amazing and I just want to make sure that my kids know that no matter who they are or, uh, you know, what they do, that their mom always has their back. See, I'm all right. Now it's real crying <laughs> right here. I think that's beautiful. Hi, I'm Michelle White and I also have two kids that are LGBTQ. Um, our kids are all friends. Oh. So yeah, we navigating North Idaho and all the 
hate and yeah. things that happen at our local schools. Legislation and everything. It, get, yeah. it gets pretty scary. I do have a trans child and a oh. bi child. So yeah. those are my two ends of that. Oh, so many things now is coming to my head I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and for you? I, I'm Jessica Kaminsky, and I have three queer kiddos. Um, wow. Youngest is nine, oldest is 15, and she is also trans. And we are trying to navigate the waters of gender-affirming care, but... Because we live in Idaho, the doctors out here are hesitant to help because there's a huge risk for me and for them. So, which is also even more like disheartening that in the state you can go, there is this fear. And we're going to get into the fun stuff that I mean, and it's not just, I think there's uh, 13 states currently and more coming on that already have laws that are not helpful to our children. So, um, yeah, it's hard. Not impossible, especially when you have mm-hmm. moms who are backing you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because moms are fierce. You don't want to mess with them, <laughs> and you don't want to mess with their kids. And uh, so I, I'm that that person who always believes in in a, in hope, even when it's not. You know, it doesn't seem like it would make sense because it's the only thing that that keep us going. So uh, I want to ask because each of you have. So is it helpful? In a family that has more than one queer child, is that helpful together, or is that just kids or kids and you know siblings will be siblings? Um, I would say <laughs> a little of both. Yeah, I, I think that um, my my boys are twelve and fifteen. Um, my fifteen year old is is gay, and my twelve uh, year old is not straight, but not sure of what where sure. he falls. <laughs> right, um, still, still, still discovering out. himself. Yep. Uh, and I think that they do, you know, have a little bit of that, you know, like, hey, we're we're in this together, but they're still siblings and they still fight like crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That means they're doing good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel the same. Yeah, mine are 15 and 13 and my oldest is very protective of my youngest. And so I find that they're, yeah, they do fight like siblings right. totally fight, but they are very protective of each other in a different way, too. Um so they've been always very comfortable with each other. So, See, and that's I, helpful, I think. Yeah. I mean, kind of the, the same. Keep talking. Don't, <laughs> okay. don't, when we do little signals, just keep okay. going. Uh, I mean, I feel kind of in the same. They're 9, 11, and 15, and it's Damn. been just the three of us for the last six years. So they are ridiculously close, but they also fight like they're ridiculously close. But <laughs> I feel like it would be... <laughs> It would be different if they weren't. You know what I mean? And that's why I was curious because, I mean, you can share things with your siblings. And it's still, you know, when you're discovering yourself, it's your world. You know what I mean? And you're dealing with it. And you don't always want, you know, a sibling's opinion in your world. So I'm sure. And it's funny because my 15-year-old will share more with her 9-year-old sister. And she's the one that will tell me that, like, she has a girlfriend (laughs) or... (laughs) And I'm like, why are you telling your nine-year-old sister? Right, right, right. I will say, I believe as you get, as they hit those 20s, it's going to change everything because then they will like share, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, yeah, sure. That's how it worked in my family. So who knows? (laughs) Not that they, when I came out, my brother threw knives at me. So it took a while. It took a while. Yeah, we were very religious and apparently that means Um. violent. So (laughs) my brother is my best friend now. So everything, everything works out for the good. Uh, so I wanted to share some statistics because, you know, the Trevor Project did a survey in 2022 that I don't think we talk about enough uh, unless you're actually, you know, 
those of us in plugged in, then it's great. But I want to say I don't think people understand the importance of having that home unit be hmm. somebody who you feel has your back. And I want to say, so uh, they discovered 45% of LGBTQ youth seriously consider attempting suicide. They did that in just in the year 2022. So that's up from, it's hard. And, it's, and this is why people need to be like, hi, kids matter. Like, get over whatever issues you have. We need to save our kids. So I'm so sorry that that was. Sorry, my daughter was just hospitalized in June. I'm so for sorry. For attempting suicide. So. This it's, is real. It's real fresh and real raw still. Yeah. This is real, and I'll try to, like, stay away from that kind of thing, but. It's real. I knew this would happen. <laughs> no, it's, right? it's something we I go through. I contacts for a reason. Right? Exactly. Well, and that's the thing that I want. This show is not only, of course, for the LGBTQ community. It's why we call it Queer, to open up that moniker, because that includes so many people, because I think it's important that we talk about these things and that we're honest about these things. Politicians need to be doing more for this. Um, let's see if, I, I know I have a good one in here that is more positive. Uh, LGBTQ youth who felt high social support from their family reported attempting suicide at less than one half of the rate that was going in 2022. Uh, these this to me alone there's lots of stats if anybody would like to check it out uh check out the trevor project survey 2022 they surveyed 34,000 uh young adults from 13 to 24 across the entire us it is a an excellent way to get an idea of what's going on around us um but one of the things that i think that alone that stat tells us is it means a lot if you can feel like your parent one of your parents at least is there supporting you like you're mm -hmm. saying your your child is in the not sure one of your children mm -hmm. not sure stage mm -hmm. how amazing is it that they have a parent that's like that's okay like you need to find that's what being an adolescent is all about find who you are um but let's rewind as let's say as each of you like discovered new information that that was shared with you way back and it was your first kid what was that uh journey like you mean like when our kids first came to us right when it never crossed your mind and all of a sudden you're like oh okay this is coming um I, well i think both of these ladies can vouch that i knew from a very young age that tyson was not straight um <laughs> <laughs> he is it just i would say by five i knew yeah. and he came to me at seven and and he said oh, that wow. he um was gay yeah. and then as he's grown and gotten older it's become more of i'm really not sure where i fall um right. and i mean most people i think knew before i did if they had met him um <laughs> and and that's okay he's he's an amazing young kid and when he first came to me i mean i can't say that i was surprised but i never i really expected to deal with this as a parent you right. know it wasn't right. something that i is it was in any well not that there is a parenting handbook but right definitely wasn't in anything that i i thought of um right. and at that time because he was so young i just i hugged him and i said you know tyson i don't i don't care who you love you know i love you you're my son i'm always gonna have your back and we're just gonna put this on the shelf and as you grow and and mature we'll discuss it more you know if you need to talk about it come to us right. and and we'll talk about it 
I think it's that uh, acknowledgement that you're loved. Exactly. You know, that, I mean, we're not looking to put them through course studies in college right now. We're just saying you're okay Yeah, and that's, in this moment. That was what was important to me because, like, no matter what, I just want them to know that I'm here and I love them and that's never going to change. Right. Did you ever have... Uh, now this is probably a, well, this is the one thing I will say. A lot of people point to more kids are coming out. Mm -hmm. Like if there's something going on, no, there's not something <laughs> going on. We just finally live in a place where we can have conversations. The kids always existed. They existed in 1920. They exist in 2020. It's just now there is more, there is more support socially if they're looking, because if you're on social media, you can gear towards what? what community you need and then it gives them the courage to have the conversation earlier i mean mm -hmm. i had the first uh it wasn't even a conversation it was whispering to my sisters at six years old that i thought my best friend danny was cute <laughs> and it was in their reaction that i realized oh something's not okay about but i didn't know as a kid it because to me there wasn't something wrong but you learn by your your family's reaction to what it is so as you, you two, as you're learning these new things, did fear creep in? What was that oh, yeah. initial knee-jerk reaction? Well, yeah, because my Ash came out three years ago with non-binary for a good while, just kind of exploring, right. dressing different, and then not very long after that was trans and really took on dressing more male. Yeah. And I was terrified because we live in Idaho, and it's Trump land, and... Yeah. We have let's go Brandon kids and like if you're not wearing camo and carrying a shotgun, you don't really fit exactly. in in North Idaho. So and it's tough because that's different. And my kid, you know, like grew up in this certain kids and then they knew them their whole lives. And then all of a sudden they're changing their appearance and yeah. kids are not good with that and they argue you're you know, here's your right. dead name. And, you know, like. Right. And they don't like to follow through with it. So. It's terrifying um, going navigating that. And as they come oh, out, sure. bathroom situations, which we got had oh an issue gosh. this year with the bathroom. Really? Um, yeah, Ash got attacked in the bathroom. It was very small smidge after the um, Idaho law. It was within that week that they passed the law. You have to go to the bathroom of your assigned gender. Right. And Ash was in the bathroom with, and there was another friend that was also like non-binary. And so they were in the girls' room because they had to. And Ash went in and the other friend was leaving and was in the stall. And there's a couple girls in there like, I hate those trans people. They should kill themselves. And my kid was in the stall like curled up like on the seat and like just terrified and texting me and recorded it. And mom, I'm in the bathroom and these kids are like threatening and saying things about trans kids not probably didn't know that ash was in there and so i called the school i'm like get my kid out of there you deal with this i sent them the yeah. recording you know and they, they wouldn't talk about it after that they wouldn't follow up with what they did of but course. of course and there's yeah. been many of the instances that was just like a really tough one this year and, and it caused my kid to not really want to go to the bathroom like you know how bad is that your kid Exactly. It's terrified to go because that, and that causes yeah. health problems, you know? And here's the thing that you don't always realize as a kid, but does Ash understand what a badass? I mean, yeah. just surviving. I mean, there used to be the phrase back in the day, uh, walking while trans. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a huge, and I mean, even though that's a lot of responsibility to put on a kid, but I hope there's moments where, they recognize how awesome they are for doing the work 
that I they shouldn't so. have to do. They got a strong personality. They're definitely my child. <laughs> <laughs> my other child's a little different. She's autistic, so she's got a little bit of little her neurodivergency and accepting yeah. things. She's very concrete, so it's a little different with her. But yeah. my youngest is pretty tough, thick skin. But sometimes it you could see when it's worn down. You could see yeah. it's really hard day and just comes home and shuts down. You know that that's a bad day yeah. and just they don't want to talk about it, but like just holding them and just yeah. being there is. You learn self-care you real quick because sadly that's just life. The, the moments where you need to do a little coping. Yeah. yeah where it's, we both it's not do. always it easy. Hurt right. me so hard. Oh, you know? yeah. I'm trying to hold it and trying to, you know, without reacting so big, but like. Right. That would not be easy. Uh, not, no, a, it's not, not at all. It's not at all. What's your experience been um, like? I mean, kind of the same thing with the bathroom. Willow, I don't think she used the bathroom at school this entire school year. Wow. And for the majority of the year, actually the entirety of the year that she was in school, she was identified as non-binary. The mm -hmm. full transition came like while we were actually waiting for her to get admitted to the hospital. Mm -hmm. wow. um, but she's been dressing more feminine, wearing right. inserts for boobs for pretty much the whole school year. Yeah. Um, and she has a great, really small group of friends, and the teachers were phenomenal. It was just nice. We actually, even the vice principal, like, oh. was phenomenal. So that was helpful. But she just, since last year, or last school year, so eighth grade and ninth grade, she's had the same kind of handful of kids that are just harassing. And yeah, she started putting pride flags on bags pride flags on her backpack and kids will rip them off and yeah. throw them and so we bought like a pack of a hundred so every time yes. that happens yes. she comes back the next yeah. day with a new one it's so weird because we all know uh on the best day where there's nothing huge kids can be mean mm -hmm. so you this is what i always want to say to the haters out there why would a child put themselves through this if it was not so important to them to express who they are. They're not coming to your freaking Florida school to piss you off. They're coming to exist and to learn and to just be. Be themselves. Yeah. And it's insane to me that a bunch of adults are acting like a bunch of bully children. Yeah. You know, to our kids. And it's got to be hard as moms. I mean, having kids, I have dogs, so it's not the same thing, but <laughs> yeah. I would, I would don't want to say, I would kill people for my dog. Like, don't mess with my dog. It's going to be 20 bazillion times higher and more intense. Uh, so I almost feel like y'all go through your own, like, trauma oh, yeah. uh, for it. You know, it may be different, but it's still traumatic. You know, mom has to worry at night. Mom has to do that. How do you, we'll have you each do this question too. How do you cope when it's a little harder than, you know, a usual day for you? Oh, that's a tough one. I was just thinking why, why the girls were talking. It's like I, there's so many moments where I have to keep my reaction lower than it would be, you know, because I don't want them to, you know, have more like, oh, my gosh, mom's freaking out or whatever. Like, so, you know, it's like, go cry, go cry in my own time. You know, right. I feel really lucky to have like both of them because it gives me somebody to talk to. I think Jessica can vouch that when something happens, I'm yeah. texting her going, oh, my gosh, I'm going to freak out. Um, you know, and it sometimes it's really hard because hate doesn't just come from like the kids at school. It comes from family. It comes from, you know, like close people. And, yeah. and sometimes it's not even hate as much as 
misunderstanding and thinking that they have to understand to yeah. love. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I mean, there's definitely a lot of quiet time where I'm, you know, trying to figure out how to go to the next step because I don't know all the answers. Like right. I've had to do a lot of research and yeah. I've had to uh, confront my own biases that I didn't even know I had because yep. holy crap, like I, why do I think that way? Yeah. And yeah. that one's been a, a tough one for me. Um, but you know, overall it's just trying to practice a tiny bit of self-care occasionally. And you have to like yeah. try to practice even more. You, you, you're going through so much that I, I think that's so important, especially cause it keeps you strong. Cause you're right. You almost have to, I mean, you're being there for your kids. So you have to kind of, when you're around the kid, like you all have said, you know, I can't go big, but that's hard when they, you love them so much. So being able to take care of mom helps them and it's not easy, but I just want to encourage you. First of all, um, I can't talk about too much. I'll cry. Um, I don't, I was talking about this with coworkers today. It doesn't matter that I'm 47 years old. The power of being loved by someone who is that significant in your life is gigantic. And we need to remember to care for the moms just as much because it's a war, you know, and it's not fair. And I mean, and I love that your children are so open. Like it's more open. I, when I was coming out, it was like, well, I can be gay or straight. Oh no, there are so many more Mm -hmm. options now. And I think that helps. I had a friend come to me with just coming out new because they said they started watching stories, non-binary started watching stories and they realized they could never put a label on it. But the minute they read these stories, they recognized themselves. And I'm like the coming out process never ends. We need the people. And you said a key statement that I have to repeat, which (laughs) is you do not have to understand someone to love them. Mm-hmm. because we cannot understand people 100%. That's what empathy is. Just for a second, put yourself in their shoes and go, oh, this must be rough for them. I don't, ha- I don't have to be a lesbian. I don't have to be transgender. I don't have to be any of that to go, okay, fuck, we need to like circle the wagons and support each other. Sure. And it is this, we are taught these understandings. Oh, well, no, you, you must understand everything and it has to fit these cultural rules and it doesn't have to do shit. It's your kid. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You just have to love them. Okay. I'll stop preaching. My dad was a <laughs> preacher. It gets in the way, but please, uh, uh, comment on that same kind of what it's like. Well, like all that was talking was bringing me back to when my kid had, um, when Ash had a band concert and Ash is like the top drummer in seventh grade and, um, was just killing it, like killing it on the drums. And then like on the, at the end they're done and my parents are like, yeah, you know, my dad's like the biggest cheerleader and he's like, I don't know anything about it, but it was really good. (laughs) And, you know, and so (laughs) we get done and Ash is like, saw their friend and was like, Oh, I want you to meet my friend's parents. But we kind of got nearish, and I could hear the parents saying to a kid and pointing at my kid, be like, I don't want you friends with anybody like that. And I'm like, so we, we curtailed that situation, and I tried to hope my kid didn't hear it, but, like, that killed me, you know? I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, so I just heard that. You should have been like, you mean like a talented person? Yeah. You don't want to be friends with, with like, that? Like, I'm like, yeah. and a button-down shirt? It right, right. Nice. I yeah. don't know, but what like, a... that was Ugh. killer. So like, 
when you have these moments that are really, really hard, you try to find the people that are that say the good things. Like my dad will be like, that was so good. And he'll like give, you know, tell Ash how great it was. And, um, you know, focus on that and try to celebrate those great things. Spend quality time and try to really get beyond those things that are really hurtful. Right. Spend time, drink lots of wine. Hell you know, yeah. Whatever. Uh, you know, that's the truth. It's Idaho. You, you know, you gotta, anyway. I mean, it's helpful. It is a coping mechanism. It's it is. sad. It's not a good one. Um, but, you know, sometimes you're just like, that sucks. You know, and that's yeah. the reality. And, you know, but you have to look internal. You're like, okay, I'm doing good. I'm not that person being so judgmental right. and like telling my kid that. Like, you know, you got to self reflect a little bit too, but you're like, it's. Right. It's tough. Yeah. Listen, that listen, a uh, so gay here. Uh, Broadway show tune. <laughs> uh, children will listen. Mm-hmm. There's a whole song about it. Like, be careful what we. So people like that. Why would you want to pass on? Hey, listen, everybody's going to get to be an adult and make their own decisions on what they think of things. And we hope they're all mm-hmm. good and loving. But the fact is, why would you do that to your child? Like the man we were talking about earlier, putting a sign in his son's and he's a young boy. He is not, I, I would not even guess him to be a teenager, putting those horrible hate-filled signs in his son. You talk, you know, these people talk about uh, us indoctrinating uh, children. What the fuck do you call that? <laughs> right. Hate is yeah. learned. They, yes. Yes, it is. Yes. One, see, this is way too passionate a show for me. <laughs> this is where we could go deep. I know. And for you, it's been rough. It's It's been, I mean, this this last school year out of, I'd say the last six years of my life has definitely been the hardest, but also I've seen the most progress with her and healing just from past trauma, but now we're throwing in this trauma. Right. And I do a lot of disassociating. I've gotten really good at disassociating. Yeah. (laughs) So when we're having a really bad day, I go lay down and I watch some Netflix and play some Candy Crush and just ignore the world. And those are legit coping mechanisms. Which probably also not the best, but I feel like when it when you know <laughs> life is this tough, too you're much. allowed to watch a Netflix show. You know, yeah. it'd be, you're not out shooting up or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I'm just binge watching uh, Grey's Anatomy and Law and Order. So oh well, you have eight years of that. So no, actually, it's probably eight hundred <laughs> by this time. So 19, you, 19 you, seasons. Oh shit! I'm currently in the process of Law and Order SVU, and I have made it through nice. twenty good. seasons in so about two months. I've been doing that with. So Supernatural, because I just like, listen, not only is it a great show, but you get to look at those boys through the whole time. I'm like, this is my therapy in this moment. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah, right? Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I don't think I blocked the camera. I always have to watch Kurt, because he's going to tell me if I block you guys' shot just over here. Um, I want to, so you had mentioned y'all knew each other. Your kids knew each other, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. How did the bond begin to grow between the three of you? You realize, because you have such a really good, like, support system going on here. You know what I mean? I think all of our How'd kids uh, were friends way before like the LGBTQ thing yeah. um, happened. I mean, uh, her oldest and my oldest have not liked each other, and they but liked they dated. Each other they, they dated. dated. <laughs> they had the first uh, kiss. Wow, oh my, oh my. they've been uh, watching CW too much. I didn't know that part. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. Oh, sorry. Escape <laughs> Plaza. Surprise. Uh, I knew they dated. I didn't know about yeah. the kiss. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I think. I think just knowing that somebody uh, that there is somebody <laughs> else like them is, is helpful. I mean, my both of my kids will be homeschooled this year. My oldest has been on online for a couple years because mm. it was just too much for him. Yeah. 
Um, he had social anxiety as well as, you know, dealing. He, he came out in seventh grade, um, even though I think he knew before that, but was scared. Sure. Yeah. Um, part of what I, I think helps him is just knowing, hey, like, I could go to, you know, Willow or right. or Jessica even, like, you know, to talk about these things because right. uh, somebody is like me. And I know Tyson has been, like, a kind of a silent cheerleader for Willow a lot and Ash because he sees a lot of that in himself. And he, you know, is like, his favorite word right now is slay. So it's always like, oh, she looks so slay. And she's I slaying love it. that. She does, though. Willow looks slay, she, just saying. Kids are cooler than I am. I'm like, Willow's I love that. all the style, just saying. That's amazing. Slay. I'm gonna use, now. I'm now all my nieces and nephews are make fun of me because I said it. But yeah, I think that's amazing. That's lit. <laughs> that's I asked my daughter, yeah. like my youngest, I was going to a drag show and I was like, "Does this work?" And she's like, "Slay girl," and I was like, "All right, okay, yeah. I'll take all it. right, I that's think this a, works. I'll wear it. That'll be it." Do I have to say like it isn't? And I would say North Hollywood, North Hollywood, North uh, <laughs> Idaho, very rough, and yet mm. this uh, serendipity that these three moms going through a lot have found that support with each other. Do you know other moms out there? I felt like we, we, um, I think we got a little closer when we do a thing called rainbow squad and post falls or Coeur or bathroom, wherever they do it. Um, and they get a lot of haters and you get the picketers and the guy oh with the God. thing and then the anti-abortion person that really throws me off like yeah. which yeah. crowd are you talking yeah. to I'm like you guys like, hate i hate let's come together yeah. That's what they're and saying. so they're yeah. out there just yelling at the kids and being hateful and so we come together and we're like putting up rainbow like umbrellas and we're standing there like making a wall and we're like right. supporting the hell out of our kids and i think what they meant to drive us apart we all formed a community yeah. of yeah and keep each other's kids safe. Our kids knew each other before we oh, yeah. we had met because they've been. I mean, yes. Willow's been in and out of online and in person and online, yeah. and it's just been a back and forth for like four years. So, I think Willow and Violet met. I'm gonna say probably in seventh grade. Probably wow. got a little closer in eighth grade because she yeah. did most of seventh grade online. But they did human rights club at the high school. They were I love that they rockin'. even. Ex- I'm surprised that is is in the school over There's there. There's like four kids. It's like <laughs> it's it's like that big deal. Right. Some of the kids right. actually tell their parents it's art club because yeah. oh yeah they can't you know listen they're not I mean, dummy. Yeah. I would no say dummies. all of Willow's friends that are queer or trans are in the closet at home. So. Oh absolutely. Wow. Because for safety they just feel. Oh, yeah. I actually picked one of them up for just to go hang out one time and yeah. like i like pulled in i met the mom and i backed out as fast as i could yeah. and made sure she could not see the back of my car where all my bumper stickers are <laughs> right and like why she is she driving thinks, backwards this whole that's right, it odd. yeah she actually thinks that willow was assigned female at birth so it's i can makes that. it a little safer so, right because of the her. assumptions yeah. yeah and so and then i just i just did never say her child's name when i was texting her because yeah. i didn't want I didn't want to out her, out him, obviously, right. but I also didn't want a dead name. Yeah, exactly. So. Which which I love uh, that moms are sitting here and, and know about that because it's amazing how people in the queer community had took a while to understand. And there's still, I would still say, there is discrimination within uh, the queer community. Thank God, a lot of people are are you know over the last few years are not being dicks, right. um, which I appreciate. So I love that just to hear that out of because. You know, I'm just a gay guy, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Only? nice to hear that. Oh, like, <laughs> Only. Oh, oh, I'm so much more. But <laughs> so, 
<laughs> what is it? Do your kids like get like you guys are outspoken, <laughs> uh, and to be this outspoken—I mean, even a little outspoken—and in that kind of community is a big deal. But to be this outspoken, do your kids know that you you do these things? You're out there. You want to be? Oh yeah. You know, definitely. And oh, I yeah. will say, being outspoken is new to me. I think the girls can can vouch for that. <laughs> I'm I'm not one that like I haven't always been I don't even know where I am as far as like you know liberal or like what I've I've voted both sides you know and when I voted for Obama my dad told me that he raised me better than that and I just said you know you raised me to have my own opinion yeah there it is yep and I think this whole experience has been super educational for me and like I haven't gone to a lot of the rainbow squads because out of fear yeah, you it know, scary. Yeah. I I don't necessarily have the same um, like voice that they do. It's yeah. different, and it's not because I don't like want to, but I'm scared. I I'll admit it. I it, it scares me, and you know, I'm in education. My husband's in education. We yeah. have to be careful to a certain yeah. degree of who we piss off. Yeah, uh, you right? know, same. Well, we I don't want to lose our jobs. You yeah. know, and. But my husband recently told me I needed a hobby. And <laughs> All righty. I told him that my, my hobby was going to be advocacy. And Love I, I don't think he expected me to take it there. But, yeah. you know, I'm kind of reached a point, you know, I'm turning 40 this year. It's not so bad on this side. I, I'm, not so bad. I'm dealing. Yeah. Dealing. Um, and I kind of don't care anymore. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want my kids... Uh, Jessica made my my son a a shirt for Spokane Pride and it's Harry Potter and it says no one should live in the closet. Oh, I love that. And I don't want my kids to be afraid. And the only way that they're not going to be afraid is if I'm not afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say always give yourself some grace because first Mm -hmm. of all, we say on this show a lot, I've been loud my whole life because it for some reason is part of my personality, but not everybody can be that right. And not everybody needs to be, you find out where your strength is and where you're, and that can be just as loud. Uh, but we need to not, and I think it's because the world seems to be so against uh, a lot of people that we feel like if we're not out there on the top of a mountain, we're not good enough. Not all of us need to be there. Find where you are comfortable and feel good and know i mean look you're on a freaking show right now you talk i mean i learned about you guys through my photographer friend uh, hera and so you were i mean you're out there doing it don't think it has to look one way for it to be legit and i think those of us i always say uh to people you don't have to be the loudest in the room support those that are Mm-hmm. or go be loud. This is loud. Whether you, <laughs> you realize it, right. it's a safe. And I think moms need to give themselves some credit. It takes a lot. And coming from, I think there's a lot of me out there that see it. And like I said earlier, need to celebrate it and encourage it so that there's more moms and more moms. And speaking of that, I want to say, so free mom, free mom hugs, free mom. Yeah. Free mom <laughs> hugs free is, free the, free free right? <laughs> Probably. I remember the first time I was marching in pride and there's this woman and she's got her signs and she's giving out free mom hugs. And I had never seen this. And I, of course, for a very long time, did not have access to my family. It, I cannot tell you what that did. 
and that there were these women out there that were like, I I'm going to offer you some love and then hopefully someday your mom will come fill in. But if she doesn't, guess what? I'm going to go out. That says a lot. I, w I talk on the show about when my brother was like, what the hell is a free mom hugs? Because he's in Wenatchee. They had Wenatchee pride. And having that conversation of why that's important, why uh, we all need that moment of feeling accepted. You tell a story that I'll have you tell again about something that happened to you today, I think. Yesterday. Yesterday. Talk to us about that. So um, Jessica, she's awesome at making shirts. She made me a free mom hug shirt uh, for, for Pride. And I walked yeah. around in uh, Spokane Pride with that on. And that was my first time ever at, pri at any Pride. Yeah. Um, and there was so many moms with it on. And then my like 77-year-old mm -hmm. uh, great aunt had a free grandma or Aww. free granny hugs. Aww. That's awesome. But I didn't get any hugs at Pride. So I was a little just sad. Yeah. Uh, and then I was I wore it again yesterday. We were at Winco. I was waiting for my, my husband and my son to... To come through the line and this lady like I didn't even see her she saw me walked up and said can I really have a hug mm -hmm. and I'm like uh, absolutely and you could like she was shaking and I was just like uh, I hugged her and she's like thank you so much and and you could tell she was like about to cry oh, for and real. she walked away and then the lady behind her said I love your shirt oh and, that's amazing and then I was like and my son uh, my 12 year old was like did you get a hug? And he's like, oh, mom. <laughs> that would be, that would be him. I love it. I can tell. Kindred spirit, spirits. He's so I understand yes. that. Oh, he's adorable. But it's in the power. Like even you, the mom giving the free mom hug can feel the power of what that's doing. And I think there's people out there who it, it might not be that they're part of the LGBTQ, uh, IA plus, all the things. Uh, it might not be part of that community but they still need to feel that acceptance because you know we've spent probably all of our our existence in this world uh kind of hiding from it and judging each other and i think that's amazing so what do you what's it like for y'all to be like for a kid to identify oh this is a safe space mm -hmm. and to put trust in you whether it's a conversation or a what's that like winning man that's a winning feeling like you know that they're safe because you hear from their friend that their friends don't go by their preferred name right. they like at home i go by this don't call oh, me that you know and yeah. and they wear stuff to school and they're like hey can you get me a binder you know because you know my kids got a whole slew of them but like they're like you know you like i can't be you know this way and it's so it's really tough like seeing the kids that can't but like my kids are like totally there right. i'm like okay what do you need you know i'll get yeah. it sure you know let's figure it out and it feels really good it feels really safe you yeah. know they they feel safe and they just bring it up and tell you all about all the things that's right when you know you've accomplished it you know you've yeah they've got no other space. place to to let that be i think it's beautiful to see the look on a child's face when they find mm -hmm. that there is a place they can just be yeah absolutely. you know what i mean What's I mean, the world even like even with for you? my kids coming, it wasn't really like this big thing. It was just like, oh, hey, by the way, yeah. like my daughter, Same. when we were getting ready for Spokane Pride, she's like, yeah. can you do the lesbian flag in my makeup? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, are you a lesbian? And she's like, didn't I tell you that? And I was like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> last conversation we, were, we had, you were still at the buy stage. Wow. And it was, that, that was just it. So see, that's my dream is a future like that, where it's right. just like, hey, you know. Yeah. And my 11 year old, like he's, somewhere in the middle i mean right and yet look at this you you love them 
no matter what. Always, and you just accept that, well, someday. I always said that I would be more disappointed in having all straight children. <laughs> <laughs> so, and my oldest daughter, when she was like, I think nine months old when she started crawling, she started crawling to girls just want to have fun. Oh, so hell I yeah. So I feel like I should have known <laughs> from should've the get-go. But nobody, I mean, no, even my really conservative Catholic grandparents, yeah. they weren't really shocked by it. Like, it took yeah. some time. The they, them pronouns that we went by for about a year were a struggle. Right. Yeah. And it was a struggle for like the first six months. And then we had some pretty serious conversations and they still slip up, but they instantly right? correct themselves. There's no rolling of the eyes, which is what the right. biggest issue. And mm-hmm. it's all. And also, I always tell people that it's OK as long as you're always trying yes. to be respectful and to, it, it's an intention. In, in when I think about it. But I think that's amazing. Like, I want a world one day that we are so evolved that it doesn't even matter. Like, right. you just are, you know, whoever you are. Because it's confusing just being a human. <laughs> you know what I mean? To add the pressure that we put on. And kids, for goodness sake, they're mm-hmm. still trying to figure everything out. And now we would like to give you a college exam. I always tell my <laughs> friends who have a problem with pronouns that especially my straight male friends, I'm like, you name your fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> and you expect me to remember who cares? You can't say they want to be called them. How it's not that hard. You're just being stubborn. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. not we make big deals. I mean, even looking at our politicians, huge deals over things that are not that huge, but they need to make because as long as they keep us afraid, mm-hmm. they can control us. As long as they make someone the lesser than, they can control a population. And what is, you guys as governor, last name Little or something? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Tiny Dick, that's what <laughs> I call him. Um, that's, oh, I even got a, I even got a uh, laughter out of, Kurt is never impressed with me. So that's a big deal. But it's true. I remember doing research when I was going over to Sandpoint. I'm like, I want to know some stuff. Uh, awful. I remember Butch Otter back in the day. I'm like, you just constant gross. Uh, Spokane's mayor, we can't say a whole lot more. Because yeah. uh, we have bad mayors. Um, but that's got to be, do you feel like warriors? Yes. You oh, I seen, love oh this. Oh, my gosh. Sandpoint's pride was so funny because I left, we left at six or something. And uh, there's a lady putting all those, like, uh, Jesus, uh, go to right. our church, you're going to hell things on everybody's right. windows. And so I saw her Ugh. doing it. And then my kids went two rows and they went and pulled all of yes, them up. And they're yes. all standing themselves and they were kind of, they were rainbow. It was really funny. I don't know why they made them rainbow, right? but like you're going to hell, yeah. rainbow. And so they pulled them. They must have got 50 of them. And that lady That's just beautiful. at the end just looked at them like. <laughs> I also like, we don't go to your church and sit in your right? pews and then heckle the pastor. Right? Why are you coming to our we events? Don't care. Exactly. We there, don't care. There was a guy in the parking lot and there. he had this big sign and he kept looking at me. And I was pretending I was on the phone. And he kept looking at me and he kept saying, uh, he had a sign that said, they're lying to you. We yeah. don't hate you. We just want to save you. And I'm like, okay, all of that was the grossest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Because they think for some reason, you have a right to tell me that your beliefs are better than mine. Or like they say, I like, just... I lo- or they say, um, Jesus loves you. Or, and then we're like, or something like that. And we're like, oh, I love you too, back. Ex- and they're like, we don't want your love. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, that's they not say, what this We was. don't want your love. <sighs> I'm like, mm. the library meeting we yeah, went to a few like months that. ago. Oh. So 
I pulled on to the street and I saw the signs. At first I saw a big rainbow. I was like, oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, just kidding. Nope, nope. <laughs> and so I pull into the parking lot and I have all of my kids in the car and I just look at the guy and I smile and I wave and he just glares at me. Yeah. And I'm like, if you truly think you're going to change my way of thinking, right? is that how you do it? No. Like, I'm just, I mean, I was being a smart ass. Like, right. I <laughs> find the protesters so amusing. And oh my God, I they're just, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and I know that, but I just, I die. I laugh and right? I keep rainbow flags. I now have, I, a, love I, I have a trans colored umbrella in the car. Like, yep. they stay in the car all of the time just so I can pull it out <laughs> if I need to. It is amazing. Uh, Reverend Phelps, I don't know if you guys are uh, old enough to know who that horrible human is. Uh, Westboro Baptist Church. Uh, yep, he yeah. would go around. And so because of him uh, and the Matthew Shepard situation mm-hmm. that happened, we had the people who came up with the long... The, there's, that's where the angels came the from. Angels, where they the would angels. wear the... Yeah, because they didn't want Matthew Shepard's funeral picketed by these assholes. And so they create... So this is what I love about humanity, uh, the good parts of humanity. We create the best part of ourselves out of the ugliness that is thrown at us. And I think a mom brigade is just that. I I must say it's you always be the mom brigade to me. Uh, (laughs) Because we need more this I always talk about allies. Uh, Allies are so important because they don't have you can be their kid, but they don't have to try to understand you. They don't have to love you. You hope they do as your mom, but you choose to step outside of yourself to be there for another. And that's what matters. And that's what more of us... See, we're doing it again. Uh, that's what more of us needed. I know. It's, <laughs> it, gets, it gets a thing, but that's how important these things are. That's how important our children are, you know? Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what you're seeing with, uh, with church. And this has been yeah. like a real struggle for me because I can't tell you how many people have told my son he's going to hell. What the? Mm. Um, and, you know, uh, it, I feel like so many people say God doesn't make mistakes. Right. So um, are you telling me my child's a mistake? Right. You know, um, my my son, my 12-year-old has been a dancer um, and he has a great studio. And earlier this year, um, a 14-year-old girl cornered him and told him that uh, little faggots belong in the corner and he will burn in hell because he's an abomination. What the fucking... And I mean, I, I gave the studio the opportunity to take care of it and they kicked her out and I had never felt so validated in my life because every time I go to the school, when, when he's called a a fag or, you know, kids make sexual, uh, you know, innuendos to him and stuff and nothing ever gets done. Right. And it's the same thing every day. And which is why he's staying home this year, because when my 12 year old tells me that he, you know, wants to kill himself because he believes he's going to hell. Right. And there's so many terrible churches in in North Idaho and Mm -hmm. and everywhere. One of the things I loved about Spokane Spokane Pride was seeing so many churches in the the, affirming congregations. Yeah. Um, So my son has gone to several youth groups. Um, and now one of the first questions I ask is, you know, tell me what your stance is. Yeah. Like, wh- where are you on LGBTQ um, right. kids? And there's a very terrible um, monopolized church in our area that will does not allow children to wear any type of pride, will make trans kids sit with their 
birth, you know, assigned birth and pull them out oh, in front of people. It's embarrassing. We had that. I had that experience with mine. Did, yeah. Do you guys? No. We don't. We don't go there. Well, they, they wanted yeah. to go with their friends, and yeah. their yeah. friends like, come on, they're really accepting because they don't understand that. Right. Until they're in those shoes, and they're exactly. like, you need to go with the girls section, and then they like outed them, cornered them. What's your sign? What's your gender at birth? Because my kids said boy, and they just like were cornering, outing just really grilling my kid. It was very inappropriate. And yes. my kid's like, get me out of here. Yeah. And, and that question is horrible. none of their damn business. And what in the world? Mega church in North Idaho, and they have multiple yeah. um, locations. They sent out a letter um, a couple years ago, uh, basically, you know, denouncing the LGBTQ. The last church that my son went to a couple weeks ago, I the, the youth pastor had um, messaged me that he went one time and um, I asked him, you know, what's their stance on that? Right. And he goes, well, you know, we believe that uh, love and sex should be between a man and a woman, but all sinners are welcome. I'm like, oh my God. Oh. That's like, the arrogance of, well, I'll put it this love way. Love the sinner, hate the sinner. Yeah, which is <laughs> bullshit. And also what drives me crazy is I'm like, I am not an idea for you to, for you and I to agree to disagree on. So if you have issue with just me as a person, I'm just going to disagree with you right now and we need to move on. But this idea that that has started to come up a lot in the last probably decade, which is it's okay. We're being loving Christians if we just tell you that we just agree to disagree. No. No. You want us to be second-class citizens and to, to be quiet and just accept the world as you have it. Well, that's not what we're here for. That's politics. You can't that's, do that with – Exactly. You can't do that with – somebody's life exactly which is why i keep trying to teach more and more people don't accept that don't mm -hmm. accept it in your life no. be understand you have a right to say oh that doesn't work for me my 12 year old I, goes uh he's like why did you do that mom and i'm like uh because nobody has the right to treat you that way and if you can't stand up for yourself i will Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. yes. See, this is church. Yeah. This is church to me. This is, <laughs> this hard. is, it is so hard. Because they're all against you and you're yep. one person. You're like. Yep. Well, and they, we have uh, 200 years of a culture that has ingrained in us that, so there's always in the back of your mind where you're like, am I supposed to be okay? You know, mm -hmm. as long as they don't blatantly hate me. No, I right on. No, because until more of us stand up and say, Okay, politicians, fuck off. Mm -hmm. Like, this has nothing to do with you. This is, uh, it's for our children. It's for the adults going through it. It's for our humanity. And I no longer accept what you think is all right to do with people that are none of your business. You are not raising my children. I would not let you babysit my children. You know what I mean? For real. I wouldn't want you in the same room as that. No, no. Please, I don't trust a lot of, like, these I, leaders. I had a client a couple of months ago, and... She, we were just talking. She's, I would say she was in her 70s. And first she brought up gun control. Oh, wow. And <laughs> some ignorance there, you She's know. going all in. She literally said that <laughs> the kids that are shooting up schools don't understand what's happening when they pull that trigger. And I'm like, huh. I was like, never huh. mind that it's not always kids. Yeah, I no, it too is many not. Adults. Mm -hmm. And then she brought up pit bulls and I'm an avid pit bull lover. <laughs> yeah, like, me too. And then she brought up and her exact words were transvestites. And in the moment that word came out of her mouth, I was like, <laughs> wow. Here we go. This is Rocky yeah. Horror Picture and Show. Exactly. Tried, is this she, 1952? She just kept okay. going. And it was the bathroom situation. And she's oh, like, I just, I think they need to use their bathroom, you know, assigned, you know, their gender at birth or whatever. And I don't know what. I was they like, don't want that. They though. want to go to the Are bathroom. Are we going to card at the bathroom to door? Go pee. <laughs> 
Right? I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> and she's that like, well, I can purpose. always tell. I can always tell. And I'm like, and I didn't, I just, wow. I left my daughter out of it at this point. Yeah, I was like, right. But the first time she saw my daughter, because she was with me one day because she couldn't go to school, and this client instantly saw, started calling her she. And it was actually a day that she was struggling so much with her gender dysphoria. Oh, what a beautiful moment. So hearing what? just a complete strange older lady call her she right. was a huge deal. And I just, you know, I never corrected. I didn't say Right, anything. exactly. And so she just, she kept going. And I tried to keep my own feelings out of it. Right, which is Because, like, hard. I'm in yeah. the middle of my job, and I still need right. you to pay me when you're done. <laughs> um, but I, and I waited 24 hours, and I'm like, hey. I was like, so here's the situation. And I was like, I am the parent of a transgender child. Yeah. And I was like, going forward, I don't think we have a relationship here. And her response to me was like literally like seven screenshots worth of a text message. Oh my God. Was she doubling down or was she understanding that she kind of went? Because she knows somebody. So she had friends back in the nineties that were a lesbian couple that were married. Um, But then one transitioned and they tried to stay married. Well, that transition kind of just made things fall apart. Yeah. And her friend was hurt in the process. And I'm like, I've, I'm somebody who was hurt by somebody's right sexuality coming out there's a whole nother story right. to that but but that was almost like giving her a reason to like i don't yeah. i'm not really sure where yeah. she was trying to go with it it was all over the place well it's that and whole it thing about blaming kind of like the gaslighting yeah and, and blaming an ethnicity and then for... she was like you hurt me so and i'm like oh okay well wow i've only met you three times uh-huh. i've spent a total of four hours with you so exactly I love that you it. just said it. Like, this is what, you know, this isn't going to work because of this. But you know what? The first thing we do when we feel, uh, like, called on our shit is that's the first panic of, I need to make it their fault. I'll feel better. We all do it. Okay. You know what I mean? So I think that's... Now, I first of all, I think we could probably talk for eight hours. And <laughs> I am can. really surprised you guys don't have a podcast. I'm just going to say... <laughs> all right, is that um, next, next week? Oh, God. <laughs> I just think the message... I think message, we'll call it the mom brigade. I think you should. Great idea. Yes. I think you're onto something. I'm telling you, because we need, need those hobby, voices. Right? I do. <laughs> yeah. I need a hobby. I'm telling Great. you. I'm telling you. It, it's exactly I right. Mean, we my need... therapist keeps telling me I have got to do something Listen, for myself. Yeah, my therapist <laughs> keeps saying, maybe quiet. Maybe Thanks quiet. Maybe quiet. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, we the power of the voice uh, <laughs> is amazing to me. You know, I, I have that whole quote of, you know, if your story had no value, everyone wouldn't be trying to silence you. Mm-hmm. This is so important. And this just encapsulated moment in time, we need more of it. And l- listen, I love that people like exist. I love that uh, the free mom hugs, which is an actual 501c3. I love that that actually exists. There, but there's never enough, especially not when it's so ugly out there. Because this, for an older gay man who talks to his mom now, she doesn't know it, uh, <laughs> to see what it just does for my heart to know that it exists out there and that it is getting better for our kids and not ever wanting uh, the children to experience anything that I had to experience. It needs to get better. This is what's needed. I'm telling you, you heard it here first. There will be a podcast. There will be, <laughs> guaranteed. But if you could give one last parting thought to our listeners some little piece of uh advice or even of uh cheerleading what would it be 
Um, <laughs> this is your Oprah moment. It's your Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. I, yes. I would say that um, it's important to know that you don't have to understand. You just have to be. Like, just love them, and everything else will come with it. Yeah, exactly. That is probably one of the biggest lessons. We said it, like, a few times in this, but please take it to heart. Sit with that phrase if you don't let it sink in yet. Sit with that phrase. What would you say? Be open-minded. You might learn something. That's crazy talk. Like, what are you? What are you saying? Right, it is insanity. But it's true. And look at uh, how much more your heart grows when you're like, I don't understand this, but I'm gonna just. I've gone that. Open I up. felt that as a person. That's kind of how my journey with everything. See, I think that's amazing. And for you. I mean, the energy you put out there is the energy you're gonna get back. Exactly. I mean, it's as simple as that. Be a good person, and you're gonna be surrounded with good people. Yeah, and if you're a cheerleader, you'll find your cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And these kids are going to grow up to be fucking phenomenal human beings because of the moms they had. You know what I mean? So I know it's not always easy, but hold to those things. You're doing beautiful work with these kids. And I had put up a, a post today, and I had been talking to some people, and I said, uh, especially to my, my people in my queer peer group, uh, this... This is my opportunity to say thank you because this we need. So thank you from this queer guy and from I can guarantee you so many others who are going to listen to this. And I feel like this badass Bob trio uh, will have to come back in the future. We'll figure out. Maybe we'll meet in the middle because I feel so bad that you drove so far. It's not, it's not that far away. It really we isn't that bad of a drive. We need to get out of town. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Just saying. This is a true statement. Um, uh, but these conversations need to be had. Just take away the thought of, I wonder what a podcast would be like, uh, in all honesty. Um, because your words, I mean, my dad used to get mad at me, and I'm like, Dad, we're the same thing. We just have different pulpits. And this is that soapbox to stand on that I think is so very important, especially now. So thank you all very much. Thank you for having us. It was more than a pleasure. Oh, I'm just kind of a crazy, crazy gay man. And I like your flair, all your flair. Uh, Can I just say, I tell you guys about this all the time. This is vintage uh, Disney buttons from 30 years ago. That you, ancient. Yeah, and they'll give them to you. What I, I was there 30 years ago, and they start giving you this stuff, and now I'm like, I'm glad I kept it. Really I've already got my 90s, you know, uh, denim, so it's all. Dig it. I know. So remember, everybody, our show drops every Tuesday at thequeercentric.com. You can also find it wherever podcasts are shown. And if you like to listen to it in your car, we've got the audio version. And if you like to see our beautiful faces, we have the video version. But go to our website right now. There's so many great episodes. And I already know this one's going to be mass-consumed. So uh, it's going to be amazing. So thank you all for being here for our little church service. Um, And until next time, bye.